This episode is powered by Safety FM. Here the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. We talk about ocean compliance. We talk about occupational safety and health in general. And we also speak about just what will make your business thrive. We do that too. We do a little bit of everything, right? That's what we do. <laughs> I thank everybody for being part of the show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, hey, let me give you guys some stats because last week we had an interview, so I didn't give you guys the stats. So let's uh, see if I can find them real quick. So I'm going to first start with the chartable.com um, stats on the show. So this is uh, the chart information. Gotta love the chart information. So right now in Saudi Arabia, I am 126. Thank you, gang. Uh, Chile, we are 70. Uh, UAE, we are 46. Wow, that is awesome. Senegal, look at you guys. You got us up into 16. That means you must be sharing it with your friends and your family and those that you feel that are going to uh, need some help with mindset if you're a consultant. <laughs> I love that phrase, mindset. It just cracks me up because it's the truth. You really got to think it through. And uh, that's um, hopefully getting that across to you guys. Oh, I just saw this on Chartable too. In the global podcast reach, we're 174. Awesome. In the U.S. government reach, whatever that means in Chartable, we're one. So thank you, everybody, for uh, this means that you're not only listening, you're sharing it with friends and colleagues and uh, those that you feel could uh, get some good help out of this. So thank you. That's awesome. Let's see. On the Bcast, this is uh, the service where I have my podcast posted on. Bcast tells me that the top country, the number one that listens to the show is U.S., followed by Thailand, followed by France, followed by Netherlands, Bahrain, Ireland, U.K., Germany, Canada, and Malaysia. Those are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And I just really want to encourage you. You got this. You could be that safety consultant for your business. Uh, you could use this show for answering some safety consultant needs. Uh, if you do want to reach out to the show, go to safetyconsultantpodcast.com. And there's a little mic icon there. Select the mic icon, and you're going to be able to leave a voice message for me. Uh, kind of like WhatsApp style. So just leave me a voice message, and I will be able to uh, communicate that way. So I get your message, I email you back, and uh, just make sure that, you know, let me know how I can support you. That's the key. I'm here for you. I want to be able to support you however you need, whatever country you're in. That's the way the system goes, right? All right, so in saying that, I do want to let you guys know uh, there's a couple of things happening with the U.S. OSHA now that is related to election year. So I figured let's go through some of this stuff to get everybody prepared just to see how uh, you could take it of, well, this is going to be U.S.-based, uh, but those of you who are uh, outside of U.S., there might be some sort of election takes precedent over another or, or leadership over another um, 
it have some trends that you could show and kind of develop. In the U.S., we have that. So whenever traditionally, whenever a Republican um, administration is in the U.S., OSHA will go into more assistance or they'll just maintain and work with uh, the directives that they currently have in place. So no real aggression for compliance enforcement. But it does flip whenever there's a Democrat in office and then it becomes more compliance enforcement. But uh, this last, um, the reason I know this is through the budget. So once you go to OSHA.gov, you're going to look for their about page. Uh, then there's a link there, and I believe, and you guys are going to hear some clicking in the background. That's me working the computer at the same time. I am not on my regular sound system, as you could hear the background noise, so uh, forgive me there as well. Uh, but uh, you are going to go to <laughs> do this uh, with you guys because OSHA significantly changed your site on me. So I used to love just my knowledge of the site. And it was one of those geeky things that I felt like, oh, yeah, I got this. And then they switched it up on me. So now I'm like you. I'm trying to figure out where everything is. Um, The best place I would imagine you're going to find the budget is going to be that page that that most of us look at for the data and statistics. And it's the most frequently cited um, page. Uh, I believe that's like the heading of it, too. So that is going to be where you're going to see the budget. It should be right towards the top. So there's a lot of navigation for me even to get here. So I don't know if I could um, I could give you guys the URL. It's kind of convoluted. So I'm not going to uh, go ahead and do that one for interest of the show. But uh, what you really want to find out is... Uh, this is just most frequently cited things that OSHA gets, and that's where you're going to find it. Uh, it's your top 10 most frequently cited standards is the heading. So you would have to put that into the, um, the URL. All right. You forced it out of me. Let me just give it to you. OSHA.gov forward slash top 10 cited standards. So that's the full URL. I told you it was convoluted. It's really bad. But hey, it tells you what it really is. So when you go down there and you scroll down, you're going to see a link to the OSHA budget. So when you do get to that, um, that's going to give you their direction. And they have line items for everything. And they'll tell you enforcement line items, compliance, assistance line items. And they put money to it. So what I'm telling you about tradition, there's actually a budget that could prove it. All right, so let's go to the original thought. See, you guys probably heard the the brakes. (laughs) It's the screeching of the brakes and then my brain bringing me back to the topic. So let's get back to the topic. This is what we're going to try to focus on to make sure that we know how to structure our business here in the U.S. with OSHA in particular. And if you're coming into this market from another country, uh, so this is how you 
So next year is election year for the U.S. 2024. Uh, OSHA is going to want to finish up some of the things that is in their regulatory agenda as best as possible. Because when the new president takes over, if there is a new president, then you don't know if the agenda is going to stay the same. It could be paused and OSHA doesn't do anything for four years or it could accelerate. But you really don't know until the election. So this year, OSHA is going to try to finish up a bunch of things on their regulatory agenda. So you're going to really want to keep an eye on the regulatory agenda. So you go to OSHA.gov, you click on the tab that says standards, you go down to regulatory agenda and they'll give you a little notification that says you're leaving the OSHA site. Once you do, you scroll down to DOL OSHA, which is Department of Labor OSHA. So pre-rule stage is the first ones you'll see, and there's um, those rules are roughly about two years away, generally. Proposed rule stage is roughly about a year and a half away, and then final rules are being transitioned within that year. So this final rule section that you guys will be looking at when you get to that website of the regulatory agenda, that's the material that I believe is going to get accelerated. So for instance, one of the things on there is improved tracking of workplace injury and illnesses. Yes, we know that's there because we actually right now have that standard. Uh, so it's been updated. Another one that is going to be updated occupational exposure to COVID-19 in healthcare setting. That's subpart U in 1910. So that initiative is already happening. The proposed rule stage, we're starting to see that stuff accelerate. One of the things in the proposed rules, and again, that's usually around 18 to, to 18 months to about two years away. So right now, there's a heat stress standard coming out, uh, and that's in the proposed rule stage. Personal protective equipment and construction is about to come out, and that's in the proposed rule stage on the, the official document. So that means OSHA's accelerating proposed rules into the same time frame as final rules. So that is going to tell you that these are services that could be... be Racing, it will be needed in the future. So, this is uh, for you if you know that you need to start training workers on PPE fit and everything else because the standard's coming, you now could offer that training. Or if you're a specialist in an area like communication tower safety, there's a rule coming up and there's pushing that one too. Then at this point, you could focus your uh, your just your energy has that focus your energy and making sure that you're prepped for this rule change when it's coming in you have existing information such as uh, blog posts you could do uh, live streaming you could do something similar to that so that when this standard comes out people are going to be looking for answers right then you would have something about a year so you're gonna now look like you've been talking about this for a while so therefore you could look like the professional before it happens that looking like a professional can turn around to get you some jobs so that's how the whole thing should connect in your brain you want to make sure that you use the regulatory agenda to really hone in on getting future work 
all right? So that is one of the things I wanted to let you guys know about OSHA. Uh, it's transition years. The next two years, it's going to be some movement. So if there's some way that you could uh, capitalize on the movement, it's happening. It's not like you wish it or not. It's happening. So might as well make sure that you're in the best position to make something from it, right? does not hurt that's why you're working for yourself so if you're working for yourself you take the risk but you also should get the reward right all right gang glad to chew on you guys could really take charge of your future if you could truly um predict a little bit so when you could predict a little bit that makes it easier for you to to figure out uh, should I take this class or this class? Uh, should I buy this product or service or this product or service? When you have a uh, limited future, then you're able to say, okay, well, OSHA is about to make a real change. Powered industrial trucks, which is a uh, thing, it's coming. So then I now could go ahead and take a class so I could be a train the trainer on powered industrial trucks. I'll take that class and then now I could be authorized to train people for service because they're going to have a driver. OSHA's standard. That's the mindset. I want to keep it quick. You guys could do this thing. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.